Hey, uh, this is Anthony, and normally we would just go right to me telling you guys you're listening to your favorite day of the week show, but uh, some the way that this went down is kind of weird. Aaron and I recorded the entire episode of The Hook. We sit down, get ready to edit, and Woj tells us that the Portland Trailblazers and Clippers agreed to a deal. So I said, all right, Aaron, do you want to go and record again? He goes, yeah, sure, let's do it. So... I said, well, let's just do five minutes or so, add it to the end of the show, and and we'll see. But as Aaron and I are accustomed to new, do, <laughs> we went a little long. So this is part one, and this is before the trade went down. And uh, it's a really fun show, really fun conversation like we have every week. Part two is just going to be us reacting and responding uh, to the Clippers and Trailblazers agreeing to a hilariously one-sided deal for the win now clippers as the trailblazers uh do whatever they can to get underneath the luxury tax without further ado this is the hook to your favorite day of the week. I'm Anthony Irwin. I am joined, as always, by Aaron Larsoul. This is The Hook. Aaron, you went yes. to the Clippers game last night. And I went to the Lakers game last night, and they played the Clippers, yes. Yeah, so, well, that was that was like one of... And we're going to talk more about the game specifically later, but one of the takeaways from a Clipper is that that turned into a road game. Indeed. Indeed. <laughs> My question is... Like, does Balmer think that's going to change when they go to Balls Arena? Like, does does how how does he think that's going to play out? Because Lakers fans own Inglewood too. It's not like yes. <laughs> Although they did, they they had something that was actually like uh, one of the people that I went with was considering um, getting. I think they have like courtside suites that are like two million dollars a year. Um, but you get access to any event that's there and then, but you can also, you get like 24 seven access to it and you can have like corporate meetings there if you want. I don't, yeah, he was showing me like the renderings. It looked pretty cool. Is this, is this you telling me that I need to talk to Vox about getting, I think maybe we should do the show from there. A silver screen and roll. Yes. Courtside yes. suite. We should do Lakers and NBA shows from a courtside suite at whatever they're going to call. Clippers I gotta say, Arena. man, courtside suite is a freaking awesome name. It's yeah. so perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm so angry that I never like thought of this. I mean, yes, and going, we'll, we'll talk about this later. I've said this before, but it, it was not lost on me. It's strange going when it's a Clippers home game for me. And this is the first time I've done it with a ticket and not a credential. Um, so it was a very different experience. But it was not lost on me that, um, again, and I've said this before, it was not lost on me that um, Taylor Swift has more banners up at Staples Center than, or excuse me, Crypto.com Arena than the Clippers do. <laughs> One to none. They should at least like, hey, crypto, can we just like in games that we play against the Lakers, can we call it the crypto? 
Like, can we, mm, mm. like just, just something, just something to, to signify that I swear, I swear this is a home game for us because the crowd sure. I don't think they can. No, I don't, I think that <laughs> ship has sailed, brother. It got super duper quiet when the Clippers were on, were winning or not air quotes, but like, uh, they, it got super duper quiet while the Clippers were winning. And then the Lakers made their run and it got loud. Like that was one of my takeaways while I was watching from home was like, holy crap. And I was, that was one of the things that. I wanted to ask you about since you were there was holy crap like was was it as obvious to you there as it was to me watching from home yes <laughs> very much yes <laughs> um, and as you alluded to earlier it was also not lost on the clippers bench i was uh right next to the clippers bench i was one seat away from the clippers bench so and it was not lost on them either <laughs> um all right so we're, we're going to come back to that topic in a bit um, that's actually going to be the story time is, is Aaron's experience there at the game last night. Um, today's show is going to be, look, this is the last time that Aaron and I are going to be talking before the trade deadline. So we are going to obviously give our thoughts and predictions on how that's going to go. Yeah. Um, like I said, Lakers Clippers to wrap things up, but I want to start and I know we're a couple days late to this because we didn't record at the time we were, we are literally recording when we normally do. But I thought Shaq's comments about Ben Simmons were interesting, not because of what he said about like Kobe or not because of what he said about like, uh, you know, how things could have gone for him and, and the mistakes that he and Kobe made about whose team it was. But, but I found this particularly interesting. Ben Simmons messing the money up. Yeah. And I think he, he went even further to say that he think, or that the people already think that they're spoiled and all of this. Yes. And by the way, we should credit that's from uh, his podcast, the big podcast, the the big, the big podcast with Shaq. Yeah. Um, and so I look again, he went on and, and, and like the, the stuff he said about Kobe got more of the attention, but I thought that was really interesting. You could say any number of things about Shaq. You could say he's hypocritical. He went back and, you know, Mr. Company time telling Ben Simmons right. to make himself available, all that stuff. But what you cannot say about Shaq is that he is not a bazzy, uh, a savvy businessman. Like he yeah, is. I'm actually looking over it <laughs> in my little spare bedroom slash office slash place where I keep all my like boxes of extra boxes of shoes and overflow cooking stuff for my little side hustle cooking business. Mm-hmm. I'm looking over and uh, my, my stepbrother has. That's sitting on the shelf there is a Shack branded grill. So yes, he is not a he. He will put his name on a product. I'll tell you that, and he is not with messing the money up either. No, and and that's where, like, that's a part of this. And look, you always got to be careful when you talk about, especially athletes of color, uh, whether they be, you know, in in, in Yasiel Puig's case, he caught a lot of that stuff for for being a Latin player. You catch. Uh, you know, anytime you start talking about entitled black players, like that's, it is code. There's a lot of code there. But what I do find interesting was him saying like, there's a generation to follow you and there's more money to be had and you acting like this. And I don't even think this is just a Simmons thing, by the way, we're seeing this across the league where like Bradley Beal right now doesn't want to get traded until after he signs his extension. Right. 
Um, and, and like, that's where it's, I find it really interesting here, Shaq. And again, there's a lot of hypocrisy here at, at play. Mr. Company time telling somebody to always make themselves available for their team. But I find it really interesting. Shaq with his business uh, acumen is telling him, hey, man, you're screwing the money up for the generations to come. What did you think of that? Yeah, I mean, I think, I think just because Shaq may be being hypocritical doesn't mean he's wrong. Right. Um, Important distinction. Yeah, he's 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 right, right? Magic was the first one. Magic like famously got that 25-year, $25 million contract from the Lakers. Um, and certainly the money has has blown up since then. Um, but I think there's a distinction to be made about Shaq's company time thing and what Ben Simmons is is doing or going through. And another part of this is NBA guys don't respect guys that they perceive as soft. Mm -hmm. and Ben Simmons. It's why nobody in the NBA likes Rudy Gobert. Everybody thinks Mm. he's soft, right? Draymond has gone at him recently. Um, (laughs) He makes an all-star team. (laughs) Draymond immediately shits on him. (laughs) Yeah, because he didn't make it last time, and he was crying. Yeah. Um, Because he sees him as soft, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Some of his teammates, none of his teammates don't like him, right? There's there's a lot of NBA smoke out there about, about Donovan Mitchell. He and Donovan Mitchell don't get along at all, but yeah. about whether Donovan Mitchell is going to leave because he just doesn't fuck with Rudy Gobert. Um, and so in this case, because a- athletes that reach this level are so hyper competitive and in specifically basketball and football, it is seen as as like necessary masculinity and any weakness, any perceived weakness guys are going to go at. And so guys yeah. don't, they don't respect it rightly or wrongly. It's not fair, but that's the way that it is. Yeah. It, it's and kind so, of an antiquated definition of masculinity, but correct. it is still their definition correct. of masculinity. Correct. If you like are seen as mentally weak or physically weak, um, you're going to get tested. Guys are going to go at you and guys don't respect it. Um, if you can get bullied, guys don't respect it. And we look, Ben Simmons says he's dealing with some some mental health issues, and I'm going to take the man at his word. However, around the league with players, that is a sign of weakness. That is not a fair thing, but that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's part of it. I think that's why like it specifically bothers other players and Shaq. The other thing that is at play here, and the reason another distinction Um, with the difference in this case, as it relates to Shaq's company time, is that didn't, that wasn't messing it up for anybody else. And there is some thought around the league, especially with a new collective bargaining agreement, hopefully coming soon, um, so that there isn't a strike or lockout, is that this Ben Simmons case is kind of like a test case for suspending players, fining players. Um, Will the team be able to recoup anything Right now, it sounds like he's getting fined and he may miss his money. A lot of people think in arbitration, he's going to get that back. I know that's what Clutch is kind of saying. He Ben Simmons is saying, I don't care about the money. That is always a lie. Everyone always cares about the money. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't think he's I don't think he thinks he's forfeiting $33 million uh, this year and just saying, I don't fuck it. I don't care. But I think this is like seen around the league as a test case as at what teams will have to do, how teams can recoup some of those losses. Cause before it was kind of like, 
well, he doesn't have to really play and he's getting his money. But the 76ers have kind of taken as harsh a stance as they can, you know, uh, future relationships be damned uh, and are trying to make a point here. And I think the league is, I know the league is taking notice of that. And I think there is the league fear, being the other teams, not like the league offices, both. Oh, both. Um, and I think this is kind of being seen as a test case for how do we prevent this? Because it, it has been, it's been players just kind of doing whatever they want and not at least in their pockets, not being penalized for it. Mm -hmm. um, and you mentioned Bradley Beal, you know, and, and the question of, we, we talked a couple last week or two weeks ago about, about James maybe wanting to go to Philadelphia. The new thing now is you sign to get as much money as possible. And then a year from now you can do whatever. Just or right saying, away. Or yeah, just say I'm not, well, you, you have to wait six months, but yeah. like you can just say, I'm not playing. Right. And just right, sit But out. you can sign that contract knowing that six months from now, those I'm going, those... I want, I'm going somewhere else and I can yeah. force, force my way there. So that, that shift has shifted towards the players in recent years. And this is being seen as a test case of, okay, maybe the league and the teams are going to find a way to dial that back. Um, and so I think Shaq is aware of the precedent that is possibly be going to be set here because Ben Simmons is fucking it up in his eyes for everybody else. Yeah. I mean, the in this is something where the players union is kind of interesting. So not to say that it's an apples to apples situation here, but clearly with the uh, vaccine stuff and and you know whether or not mandate was ever on the table with the with the union if you look at it from the perspective of what is probably best for the union at large it, it in just this specific case asking all of its players to just go out and get the vaccine and make yourself available for your team would have been this the for lack of a better term smarter or at least more productive stance that the union could have taken, right? It shows some good faith there between the two parties, the players union and the governors uh, and the league itself. It chose not to do that. And instead kind of sat idly by while you had some players saying in some cases, some un uneducated things about the vaccine um, that winds up getting a lot more attention than the vast majority of players who just went out and got the vaccine. Like at the end of the day, most of the vast majority of these guys got some version of it, whether I think Johnson and Johnson was probably the most preferred version of it, where you just got the one, it was uh, the, 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 the one dose of it. Um, but regardless, like that should have been what the uh, union kind of leaned on more. And instead it kind of allowed the, the kind of louder minority to speak its mind and allow that to become the news cycle. And uh, in this case here, it's going to be really interesting because the vast majority of players aren't signing those Supermax contracts. The vast majority of like the, the loud minority here is becoming the superstar who wants the extension and the freedom. Like usually you give right. one, you, 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 usually you, you have to trade one for another. Usually you sign a long-term contract and that is with that team The the, uh, players now, it seems are kind of viewing that as. I'm signing this contract and my contract isn't with that team, but more with the league. I have to play in this league long enough to get paid the full amount of this contract. And, and it's going to be really interesting to see how this players union, which by the way, 
is headed by superstars currently. Yeah, no, this is not the 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 NBA players like the players association. It's for everybody, sure. But yeah, but right like, now, conceptual, no, conceptually, <laughs> it's for everybody, right? But yeah, the decisions are being made not to benefit the rank and file NBA player, not to yeah, you not know, anymore, not the guy who's like in his sixth year and he's making seven million. A year. You know, it's not like the journeyman guy. It's not looking out for the two-way guys. It's not looking out. But for it used to be though. the minimum guys, and conceptually, that's what it is. But it has it it is now there to benefit because those are the guys with the most power in their own mm -hmm. locker rooms. Yeah. And a lot of the guys don't frankly, don't take the stuff that seriously. They don't yeah. take the voting that seriously. They don't take the meetings that seriously. Yeah. Um, and they don't think about it as critically as probably would benefit them. Yeah. Um, so they are influenced by a lot of the guys they've looked up to their whole lives, the yeah. best players. Cause those are the guys with the most mm -hmm. juice in the locker room. And so that is who it generally benefits. Um, and I don't think that's going anywhere anytime soon. Um, but yeah, this is like what around the league, what I can, what I will promise you is this Ben Simmons thing is kind of seen as a test case of where this, all of this is going. And, and is this dial going to be turned off? Is this faucet going to be turned down a little bit or are we too far gone? But the, the, the teams and the league, well, the teams, uh, governors and the league are like trying to push back where they can. And it makes sense. Like if you're forking over in this case, these supermax contracts, like Dame might get paid 50 million a year. Like that's a lot of money and it's a lot no, 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 of no, no, a limited he's, resource. He's going to get paid 50 million a year. The question is, will it, will that be in Portland or will it be somewhere else? James Man, Harden I, is good. James Harden is going would to you, get, would you pay, would you pay like, I would pay neither pay? one of them. Yeah. So, but like, that's the thing is I, I kind of wonder if we're going to start reaching a point here with some of these guys who are up for that kind of contract, we're going to start reaching a point where the teams are like, I mean, we're the only team that can give you this max. You can get less from somewhere else, but under no circumstances, am I paying a six foot tall Dame Lillard who has now just undergone an ab surgery, $50 million, uh, after this season. Um, but anyway, but yeah, I, I just found it really interesting that that was the, the, the approach that Shaq was taking here because it is of, of the criticisms that he can levy here. It is the least hypocritical one, right? It is something it, it's the one that Shaq can actually say, no, man, I'm one of the most successful NBA businessmen in the history of the sport. One of the most successful business people yeah, right? in it's the history probably... of professional sports. I mean, it's 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 Jordan Magic and him probably, right? Yeah, and and so like you 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 if I'm if I'm Simmons and like I you know apparently Simmons jumped in his DMs and and had some issues with some of this, which by the way Ben is just proving the point. <laughs> like, but 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 so I I just I find it really fascinating that it's being looked at as like there are players that are going to come after you, not just like long term, but even. There are going to be players who are going to be looking for these contracts in your very same generation that you could be screwing this up for. The CBA might, like the next set of negotiations, might specifically target situations like this because of how poorly this is going for for Philly, and because of how poorly things are going in New Orleans, where Zion clearly doesn't want to be there and has just basically said, "Yeah, I'm not going to be here. I'm just not going to like 
I'm not going to work out. I'm not going to get in shape. Yeah, I'm just, no. I'm just going to like stay, do my time here until I can finally choose where I go. And, and I think at some point the CBA or the, 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 the governors are going to stand up and say, look, this has gotten a little out of hand for us. I, I'm not speaking about how my my stance on how this how I feel about any of this. Right. But I know the governors are going to stand up and say, "We have zero power over you guys right now," and I don't think it's good for our league that you are asking our fans to root for you as players over us as teams. That's that. Maybe it works out that way. Maybe we head in a direction where everybody just like you have you know player fan bases and you get when those players team up you have the combination of those player fan bases rooting for the teams that those players play on i don't think we'll get that shift there we're i'm seeing more of it now there's some of it yeah yeah but i don't think i don't think you can get a collective like shift in fandom identity to get enough people behind that that type of reasoning to where you can say, yeah, I'm signing this contract with the league. I'm not signing it with this specific team. And because and at the end of the day, the fans that you're leaving are going to be the ones that like, they're still fans. They're still paying customers. And and if every fan is just saying, yeah, it's only a matter of time till my favorite player screws over my favorite team, that's that, that just doesn't seem very tenable. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> there's a lot I want to hit on there. But the Zion <laughs> thing is, is very interesting because... He's another test case. Like nobody has not taken the rookie extension and just said, fuck it. I'm going to play, take the qualifying offer. And then I'm going to be a free agent. Um, it hasn't happened yet. And Zion might be the one, but we also yeah. haven't seen Zion play basketball in like a hundred years. So um, yeah. that's, so I think that's going to be an though. interesting. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. 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 So I think that's, and when you were saying that I, I was kind of thinking of, uh, uh, I think I've said this before on the show, but I'm an Oakland A's fan. Mm -hmm. and it's kind of a miserable existence um they're usually pretty good yeah but it's kind of a miserable existence because but they have a ceiling know, at pretty good you just know and no there's even times where you're like the days could win the world series they never do but yeah. there was but like when it when there are teams that are just like seen as farm teams for other teams right like yeah all these guys that we get attached to as A's fans uh, the current group is Matt Chapman and Matt Olson. Mm -hmm. You just know, like they're leaving. You know, you know they're going. Justin somewhere. Turner is is a little old. <laughs> he could slide over to first or second. You just know that uh, Chapman <laughs> Chapman just, can slide in there at third. You just know that, like, so I I can sympathize with that, right? For absolutely for fan base, I'm a Vikings fan, man. Like we just. We had a great duo of receivers, and the Vikings were like, "Now nah, you can have Stephon Diggs, Buffalo, and he can have an incredible season the very next year while we just toil in mediocrity." I'm with you on this. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 yeah. I mean, it, it's it's hard to right when you know that your team just only has player X for since you were talking about about New Orleans, you know, whether it's AD or or Zion. You know, it's it's like, uh, yeah, that's that is difficult, and, and maybe there should be a better balance. I look, I'm all for player empowerment, right? Yeah, me but too. maybe they're for the sake of the sport. Like conceptually, I think the player get every single penny you can, absolutely. And if you have enough leverage to go play wherever the hell you want to go work, right? Like, yeah, do it, right? 
Uh, I made a choice. Because the teams are not going to be loyal to you, so why should you be loyal to the team? The team will trade you in a second when it's better beneficial for them. I'd but be a I giant do... ass hypocrite if I was like, yeah, no, you have to stay with the place that drafted <laughs> you forever when I'm recording this for a different company than yes. I was to start the season. Yes. Yeah. Yes, and I've worked for, yes, this is, yeah. this is not the first NBA team I've ever been associated with. Um, but, yeah, I mean, maybe for the sake of the league, maybe that dial despite like me having to hold my nose at the like socioeconomic elements of it maybe for the league it is better because i can relate to as an mnas fan like i said i can relate to like this kind of sucks <laughs> like <laughs> i know yeah. all the guys that i'm rooting for right now i know they're if they're any good they're not going to be here very long yeah i mean it's it's you know like say you're a bucks fan right and every time Giannis says anything at all about free agency, it leads the news for like three days mm -hmm. because, you know, like, let's not make any qualms about it. ESPN would rather him be in a big market. Like they don't want to have to cover a team in Milwaukee like that. <laughs> like Turner would I know, rather. I know, I, I know. I know every reporter wouldn't. Yeah, would rather be somewhere. All star. Oh, the all star to Milwaukee for the finals. Cool. Yeah. All star weekend this year is in Cleveland, you know, like. <laughs> Like, yeah, I'm, I'm sure still, there are a bunch of reporters still, who are just still, like, come on. I, I am still kicking it around. I don't know. <laughs> they don't have no protocols there. <laughs> it's going to be like eight degrees. I don't my know. Buddy, my buddy, I have a few friends who live in, in Cleveland, and my buddy Mort sent us like a few pictures. He's like, okay, it's been uh, 16 straight hours of snow. We're going on two feet of snow that have dumped in the last in the last yeah, day i don't know man i don't i don't i don't <laughs> I got, know I and there's a half inches of snow out here and i'm like in the league around the league very concerned about the lack yeah. of protocols they're, they're not going to like shut down the all-star game but a lot of the surrounding stuff yeah may not be happening I'm sure because some of the parties and they people just think it's like <laughs> there may be a new variant there may be that cleveland all-star game 2022 variant that come out come up out of there <laughs> Um, all right, let's move on and talk about the deadline. So deadline is going to be this upcoming Thursday. We're recording this Friday afternoon. The next time you and I speak will be uh, the yeah, Friday I'll, after. Yeah, I'll probably pop on Tuesday with you for a minute. It's fun. Oh, that's true. It's yeah. fun. But it was our fun, by the way. Fun, Get yeah, your questions fun. in. Uh, I already have a couple questions, uh, and I can, you know, I can, I try to get to every single one of them. But if you leave a five star review on iTunes. That's going to start every single Tuesday live show that I do on Spaces. So check that out. Um, but but yeah, so next time you and I record this show, we'll be talking about the buyout market. We'll be talking about reactions to the trade deadline and how all of that went down. And by the way, we have some really cool stuff, hopefully, that I'll be able to announce on Monday for how we're going to, going to cover the actual deadline. Uh, do you have any, like, I guess I'm just going to do the radio thing. Do you have any trade deadline predictions? Uh, Who's gonna win? Do you mean uh, yeah, winners and losers? <laughs> uh, do you mean you mean league wide? Yeah, or, or think... like Lakers specific. Let, let's start Lakers specific because okay. that's what people were listening for. Yes, um, I'm gonna be careful here. I suspect, as of now, I suspect I I know Hennessy is delicious, but I suspect that. Um, I suspect it is going to be more quiet than Lakers fans would like. Hold on, let me, let me take a sip. What are you drinking? I went with, with a margarita. margarita. Uh, I wish good. I would have made a taller one. 
<laughs> Me too. I'm, I'm out. <laughs> like if I if I let if I let Anthony rant, can I leave the podcast and go get a drink and come back? You had your chance earlier when I was talking about fandom, but yes, that's true. Um, I suspect I suspect that the Lakers deadline will be more quiet than most fans would like. I, and I'm not saying that's the right move or the wrong move. You know, um, and well, I've sometimes said you're just forced into Correct. the situation. I said this, I think, on on, on the Spaces show um, that if the Lakers deadline is more quiet than fans would like, it will not be for a lack of trying. So this is. This I don't know kinda, if it's a hot take, though. Is that like a rage sports radio hot take? No, though? no, no, no. I no. It's just the reality. Um, right. But so, I guess the thing that I'm still clinging on to the 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 straw of hope that I'm clinging on to is mm-hmm. that like right now, and I've heard this now from multiple people who who cover the league and are more connected than I am. Um, that like asking prices are just ridiculous right now you know yes. it, it's and you know we'll see if teams are willing well, to pay ridiculous up. is relative they are high well yeah but like yeah i i say they're ridiculous because to this point i think a lot of teams are kind of bashful in paying those like that's what that's what indicates to me how ridiculous a price is is if anybody is going to pay it for example when we bought our sellers we have our uh we have a, a palisade. We bought our palisade last year. What's a um, palisade? Oh, the, uh, the, the Hyundai, the Hyundai yeah, palisade. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. So the SUV thing. And yeah. the reason we bought it was we came out of the freeze and we didn't have an all-wheel drive car. And I was like, we need an all-wheel drive car, uh, which I used today in the snow and in the ice, and it worked fantastically. So Hyundai, yeah. if you're listening, pay off my car. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so. But so uh, the when we bought it, though, um, the Hyundai and the Telluride were like the two really hot commodities in, in the SUV, in the, in the larger SUV area where they're both decently priced, really good reviews, all these things. And both, uh, so in Georgetown, there's a Hyundai dealership and there is a Kia dealership right kind of side by side in the Mazda one too. Both of those dealerships had markups because the the um the but the suvs are both really expensive and in both of those cases my neighbor and i because we were both looking for for these uh the uh, you know similar cars we both said well screw like we know how much this car costs i'm not gonna pay more just because more people want this car and so i went down to south point which is like an hour away and I bought our car for $5,000 less than I would have had to buy it at, at Georgetown because they didn't mark it up down there. And that was the only reason that we did that. And, you know, like, I think eventually what we're probably going to see in this market is these teams are going to say, it costs how much to get a Jeremy Grant? Hey, Houston, how much can I get an Eric Gordon for? You know, like, like it's just, it, like, I think eventually we're, we're probably going to see an inflection point here where uh, these teams are going to have to start lowering their asking price because if the asking price was price was reasonable, we would have more reports of teams showing legitimate interest or or making some progress on negotiations for such and such player. 
Yes. Um, yeah, again, like I said on spaces, um, deadlines create, even if it's kind of artificial, uh, that creates movement. Mm -hmm. Um, and so nobody has to come off their asking price quite yet. And nobody mm -hmm. has to be willing to pay a premium for whatever quite yet. Um, but they may have to. And I think uh, one of the big things that is not necessarily underreported that people talk about it around the league, but that fans may not have at the top of their mind is because of the different lottery odds and because of the addition of the playing games, there are just fewer teams that are trying to lose games and willing to just sell. Mm -hmm. Um, and so it's not it's not a an increase in demand issue. It is a lowering of supply issue. Yeah. Um, but when what are you know, give me all the like cliches or phrases when the rubber meets the road or you know, all of that kind of thing, right? Like we're still almost a week away. So there are lots of conversations being had now all around the league, but sometimes these a lot of times these deals come together very quickly, and there probably are a handful of deals around the league that are already agreed to like the framework of it is already mm -hmm. agreed to. Um, but it'll be, and then this comes back into the NBA is a people business. And this comes back to what kind of trust organizations have with each other. GMs, what kind of working relationships they have with each other front offices where they'll say like, okay, if you can't do better than this and we can't do better than this, then let's revisit this on Wednesday or Thursday. And we'll, you know, but we've already basically agreed to what it is, mm -hmm. but we're both going to try to do better in the meantime. Um, so there are probably some deals that are, are, are agreed to. Um, I think Cleveland is, is probably going to be pretty aggressive. Um, Dallas is, is kind of in an interesting spot. Um, let's see what happens with, the, you know, the the wizard slide and what does we talked about earlier bradley beal what is he gonna do uh, the nets are listing james harden as out in tonight's game versus utah so that means they will have none of their three guys um <laughs> yeah so yeah i think uh, i i think and i'll say it again like that I, i've been telling you for months at this point ben simmons should get traded but I don't yeah. think Ben Simmons is getting traded. So I don't know that there's going to be a lot of like huge movement anywhere um, around, or, or around the league. But I do think there is going to be some things happening. I think there are already deals that have been agreed to, and it's just teams because they don't have to make that decision yet, kind of just shopping around. And then the deal, again, the deal has to be agreed to by what I think it's three Eastern. Mm -hmm. Um, and you have to be the way it works is you have to call into into the league, uh, the league office. And there is a queue um, in the league office so that the league and their salary cap people can all review the contracts and make sure that that everything uh, is kosher. But you do not. The, the trade doesn't necessarily have to be announced by three on Thursday, 3 p.m. Eastern on Thursday. Uh, it just you have to be in line with the league office for them to review the trade. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think. This market's going to be really interesting because all of these teams also are dealing with flawed data samples. Everybody has dealt with some kind of COVID absence. Everybody is dealing with some kind of injury. Yeah. Everybody, you know, you've had a collection of players that would otherwise not have been in the NBA this season. And how do you, how do you make a decision if you have somebody in your rotation right now who you didn't have 
like even as on your radar heading into the year, like all of these teams are going to make some of these decisions here somewhat blind. You know, the Lakers, for example, right now, by the time the trade deadline comes around, even if LeBron is able to return on Saturday, you still only have like a handful of games where uh, LeBron, AD, and Russ were all available and DeAndre Jordan isn't in the rotation or Rajon Rondo isn't in the rotation or Dwight Howard isn't getting a chunk of minute or Bazemore isn't in the, in the rotation. Like with the rotation that the Lakers are looking to move forward with, they've only had like five games under their belt to figure out what the team looks like and what that, that version of this Lakers team needs. Right. And the Lakers are by no means the outlier here. Everybody. Is no, I mean, I think it's, it's like been, that. it's been, it's been worse than average for the Lakers, especially as, yeah. it, as it relates to the oh, most important sure. pieces, but it's not like, it is not an outlier. Like it's just been horrendous luck and it's been worse than everyone. Yeah. Well, I, I just mean that more from the perspective of like almost every team out there, except for like maybe the Suns, but even they missed Deandre Ayton for a little while. Almost every yeah, the team out there. A bit. And, and Booker, Booker uh, broke his nose. I think he was, or got a yeah. concussion. Yeah. He was out for a while. Yeah. Uh, so every team has dealt like this season more. It feels like more than most. Uh, no, no, it was, his hamstr- it was his hamstring. That's yeah, what it, was. it was his hamstring. Did Steph almost break his nose yesterday or something like that? Uh, Steph forget. got bloodied. Yeah, Steph got bloodied. Right, Steph and, got mozgoved. Clay has not been around. He was fantastic last night, and Draymond's yeah. been out for a while now, and Otto Porter's been in and out, and Iguodala's been in. So I mean, yeah, it is. It's everybody. Utah yeah. for a while was pretty good but angles and then, is out and yeah and uh and spiders covid and yeah i mean it's 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 hit everybody and and like what i mean yeah so the reason i mention all this is you know it's difficult for these teams that like to procrastinate anyway um there's reason to procrastinate now because most of these teams are trying to get as much data as they can possibly get yes uh before they make some of these decisions and by the way like if you're trading like, I don't think this is going to happen, but let's say the Kings do finally say, you know what, we're going to hit kind of a reset button here. We're going to send De'Aaron Fox to another team to help facilitate uh, a Ben Simmons trade, you know, bring back Ben Simmons and try to reset some of the culture here, whatever. Um, they're going to be doing so with, you know, somewhat a, a, an incredibly skewed sample size because we just haven't seen Ben Simmons this year. Like, what if Ben Simmons has been spending... The last we saw wasn't great. Yeah, well, well, what if Ben Simmons this entire year has just been parked behind a three-point line somewhere? And he's just like, he's now Reggie Miller, you know? <laughs> then then, then he is the best player in NBA history. <laughs> so, like, so, like, all of these teams and all of these decisions are going to be made under these sub-optimal com- conditions. And, and I think, like, right now you can set whatever asking price that you want, but if you're asking some of these teams to meet that asking price with flawed data samples, you know, that gets a little dicey. And maybe there are teams out there that are just so desperate to get Jeremy Grant as their third option who doesn't want to be a third option. Maybe that's how that's the, the, that's how this is going to play out. But, you know, I, I've found it really interesting to this point that all of the reports for the most part have been, yeah, the the, Detroit is asking for multiple firsts for Jeremy Grant. The 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 uh, Houston Rockets are. are asking are asking for a first rounder for Eric Gordon. The, they are, uh, you know, all of Kendrick Kendrick Williams with uh, uh, Oklahoma City. They're expecting a first rounder in they return are. for him. You know, and it's just like, yeah, you can ask for all of those things. 
that dealership can ask for five grand out of my pocket for a car that I should be getting for five grand cheaper. I just decided, you know what? Somebody else is offering something for a better price and I'm going to go over there. Yeah, but in your analogy, you had more complete information than a lot of these teams. Oh, right? for sure. Like you knew that you could get a better deal somewhere. You you had you had time to to research this. Yeah, you didn't get to see. Yeah, I didn't have a deadline. Yeah, you didn't get to see the lineup data that that was incomplete. <laughs> that you yeah. didn't, you didn't know what you actually needed. You were like, I I need this car, and this is what I'll pay for it. And if I don't get it next week or the week after the week, eh, whatever. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That is not the situation the Lakers are in. Um, no, no, not, not present, not presently. No. Um, all right, let's wrap up with story time here. Let's have a little bit of fun. Set the scene here for that Lakers Clippers game. We talked about, uh, the fact that it turned into a Lakers home game and a road game for the Clippers. Uh, but there was something, so, uh, Cranjus, uh, on, on Twitter, mm-hmm. compiled, compiled his own data and, uh, found out that the Clippers were targeting Austin Reeves. Uh, in particular, quite a bit last night, and you said you were sitting there close to the Clippers bench. Did you notice? Like, did you, did you hear? You know, when when Reeves stepped yes. onto the court, where it was like, was the Clippers bench just screaming, "White guy, white guy, go, go get the white guy"? <laughs> uh, yes, in fact, that, that was. Uh, I actually went in the Clippers locker room and uh, checked out their game plan, and all it said was "white guy!" Exclamation. They actually they, on the whiteboard. They didn't. The yeah, they didn't even write anything. They just, just said the, the vibe is just hate. Like an arrow pointing to the whiteboard. Like yep, white, just, yep. <laughs> white, uh, white, run the so white. Let plank. me see. It was like, it's really strange for me because I go, obviously I go to um, all the Lakers games, uh, home games, and the experience is just, in, it's very different. So it was like, personally, it was odd for me. Um, but I went, uh, had tickets and kind of just went as, as a basketball enthusiast and fan. And uh, I was uh, one seat away from, like, sitting on the court, one seat away from from the Clippers bench. I got to I got to uh, chop it up with Zoo for for a few minutes, which was which was really fun. Fun and, uh, and I miss him. Uh, I do too. <laughs> I just like I, he's a good dude. I just yeah. I, I I just like him. I'm not saying I miss him miss him on the basketball floor. I'm saying I just miss him personally i miss um, him on the basketball floor just so everybody I listening say, understands I can't this say that. i can't say that <laughs> having watched dwight He's howard and deandre player. jordan this year i miss zoo is zoo a, a good basketball player yeah um and then i i actually i like i hadn't seen uh nick batum in in quite some years so he like looked over and noticed me and was all like taken portland, aback and right? surprised you, yeah yeah yeah. was there overlap there in portland yeah 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 i was there mm-hmm. yeah when, when he was drafted mm-hmm. he at his first practice um so that was cool, but it's like a whole different, just for me personally, it was weird, but it's also just a whole different vibe there. Um, and I did hear the coaching staff very specifically say, we want to go at, um, particularly on switches, we want to go at Reeves. Mm-hmm. Um, and they did, but it was, it was definitely like during timeouts and huddles it was definitely a, a point of emphasis let's mm-hmm. say and and you mentioned the the data it was uh, apparently it was 11 isos and 11, 11 points, points out of it which mm-hmm. is like fine whatever it's like kind yeah. of like it's kind of like a three-yard run on first down right like <laughs> yeah both teams fans can kind of clap right like <laughs> eh, i guess fine i don't know good tackle 
Yeah, Good hard run. Okay, like second and seven. We're Clock's right. running. <laughs> right. Uh, so yeah, eleven points on you know one point per possession on ice. So you know whatever, it's fine. Um, but I did definitely hear that, and the Clippers are very much aware that they are not the Lakers. Um, <laughs> yeah, and it matters to them. It matters to the Lakers too, but I think it matters more to Clippers players, and they were very aware, especially when the run started. Um, Brandon Boston was was standing up and like, you know, a few feet to my left, right in front of the bench. And he kind of looked and, and this was when the Lakers were making that comeback. And he yeah, said, 12 run. he said, fuck, this turned into a road game real quick. <laughs> so Lakers fans, good on you for for, for yeah. showing out there. I As mean, always, frankly, it wasn't that crowded there. Um, but yeah, it was uh, it's it's kind of a weird experience, but I definitely could hear them saying let's go after uh let's go after reeves and teams do that because he's an undrafted rookie yeah and he's a white guy skinny so teams are gonna go so teams are gonna go at him it's had varying degrees of success i'd say he held up pretty well overall um he's throughout the season but he's had some trouble and he did last night he's had some trouble with quickness and more specifically strength and physicality Like Eric Bledsoe in particular was just a tough matchup for him. He just, he was just bouncing off of Bledsoe and Bledsoe was getting to his spot. And it it reminded me of, we talked about this a little bit off the air, but it reminded me of the Lakers guarding Russ. Mm -hmm. I was going to say three years ago. It's not three years ago, but it's like three three seasons seasons ago at this point. Um, That Russ was just too physical for KCP and even Caruso. Um, And so, Kuz took a turn on him and was decent, better, but still even Kuz was getting bullied a little bit. And so eventually it was AD go guard Russ because um, Austin Reeves and in in those cases, uh, KCP and and Kuz and AC even were getting bullied by Russ. Mm -hmm. So I think he's a big guard. Yeah. And I, so I think he's, he's very physical. So I think that, you know, and you, you noticed it kind of on the last drive that, that, he can get bumped and and moved around and you know sometimes has a quickness disadvantage. He has a he has physical disadvantages. Yeah, against NBA players. He's an undrafted rookie. Like yes, and he's also um, he has also not had a chance to you know mature his body in an NBA weight program. College is very different. Yes, he was in college for a while, but college weight programs are very different. So I think that is like the quickness, the speed and quickness is what it is. Yeah, um, he he's even nice, admitted he did that little... he didn't lift like he hadn't lifted before he got to the pros. So I, that that manifests itself in a couple ways. And I see Lakers fans wanting him to start and play a lot more minutes. And he deserves that because he is probably one of the Lakers best five players. However, his body, I don't think, is ready for that kind of workload. Um, so you see it there and you also see it where he can get moved around and bumped. And um, so you know, give Austin a couple years to, to get his body right. And I think you're going to see a very different player, but there's a lot there to like, I know, I know Lakers fans out there and, and Lakers Twitter, <clears throat> excuse me, are really like all these teams go at Austin Reeves and it never works. Okay. Like it works sometimes. Yeah. Ne- never is, is a little strong, right? But... They just go after, they go after him first couple, three possessions and then they find out it doesn't work and then they have to go do something else. Yeah. He's, he's a good defensive player. Um, yeah but he can get bullied. Yeah. I, and he did look, last night. 
going at him when like Carmelo Anthony is also on the floor is a choice. That is a choice that you can it make. It is a choice. Um, I, I would not personally make that choice, uh, <laughs> given that we have watched the two of those guys play basketball to this point, but not every team has watched those two guys play basketball to this point. That's where we're at. I, I think, so where I kind of stand on this is like, I think the Lakers still need to be aware of the fact that that is a tactic that the teams are going to use. Um, I know the mm -hmm. Lakers have in the past, uh, Harrison wrote an article where, uh, you know, he kind of wrangled up all of the Lakers reactions to teams going at Reeves in particular and how the Lakers enjoy it. Right. Because, uh, because of the varying success and, and, uh, I still think though that like you probably, and especially like in the second half of the season, as the Lakers start playing more consistently good teams, that is going to be a tactic that these teams use with better players. And, and I think the Lakers have to try to give him a little bit more support. Like we saw it last night with that Reggie Jackson move. Uh, I thought Russ, the, 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 the game winner that Reggie Jackson hit, I, Russ took a terrible angle. Like if you watched, he's running alongside the, uh, the three point line for some reason, I think he was really nervous about the step back fadeaway corner three pointer from Jackson. Uh, but you know, anywho, but we still saw there though, that when Jackson spun, he just bounced right off of Reeves and Reeves just wasn't in the play anymore. And, uh, I think some of that is because I think Reeves thought he was getting help over the top, help back to the middle there. Um, Monk was a, a step late trying to get to the, to the rim. But even there, if you're saying Monk is your rim protection in any kind of circumstance, that's not ideal. Uh, and, and I just thought like overall, it was a cluster bleep of, of a defensive possession. Uh, but, you know, what you did kind of see there was Reeves still getting bumped off of bigger, physical, quicker guards. And that's going to be the case, I think, all year. That's that's just how this is going to play out until he spends a little bit more time guarding those kinds of players. Yes. <laughs> Everything you just say, yes. I mean, that is um, that is correct. There is a lot to like, though, about, about his game. Um, but, yeah, I mean... Defense is, is largely, you can't take away everything. So, right. right. Defense is trying to like give up the least of all evils. Right. And so, and especially in the playoffs, um, it's like, none of this is, is in a vacuum, right? Like how should these, these teams go at Austin because he's a rookie, because he's a white guy, like maybe all of that. Right. But the Lakers can see that as a victory in some cases and see mm -hmm. it as a loss in some cases, because not like who else is out there. And in the playoffs teams are going to go at whoever they think the weakest link is. Is that going to be Austin? Maybe in some lineups, but not in a lot of them. Yeah. What? All right. I know a lot of people listening to this and I know we've gone past story time now, but could you just try to explain why? Cause a lot of people ask me this. I get a, I opened up my DMs, which turns out was kind of a mistake, but okay. I opened up my DMs and uh, I have now gotten a few people asking, why does Frank stick with Bradley in the starting lineup and why does he rely on him so much? Is there like, without getting yourself into trouble, mm -hmm. is there an explanation? Like, is there, is it, is there something that Frank is seeing that we're not and that the numbers are not? No. Um, I think it's just a trust thing um nba coaches 
just like they they don't like surprises. They like to know what they're going to get. And I mean, we know what we're going to get with Brad. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes that is more of a conceptual thing than an actual thing. Yeah. Um, but they they like consistency. They like to know what they're going to get. And Frank is comfortable with how Bradley, and it's also the ways in which Bradley guards, I guess. Uh, For lack of a better term. <laughs> are <laughs> things that matter to to uh to frank he likes yeah. ball pressure he likes hey we're gonna get beat i want you up on a guy if i'm gonna if you're gonna get beat that's fine then funnel him to you know our multiple seven footers like just as frank as like his his defensive philosophy like who he is as a coach is in line with the idea of what Avery Bradley does defensively and he trusts them because of their, the time together, uh, you know, a couple years ago. So if LeBron comes back over the weekend mm -hmm. and that you is, were that asked, is, that is the hope. Yes. If, if he comes back, Frank is going to have a choice between monk and Bradley to continue starting, right? One of those two guys are going to sit who probably, probably unless, unless Stanley sits, that would suck. But, uh, all right. So between I'm those not saying three, that's the only choice. Yeah. All right. So so between those three guys then, because we know Russ isn't going to sit. We know AD isn't going to sit. Yes, we know one of those three two. guys are going to sit. So the other two is the question. Yeah. Who would you who would you kind of predict would be the predict? other two? Or, or do you want my prediction or do you want what I would do? Cause no, because I know answers. what you would do. Like I think those you and I are answers. on the same page. I would I would personally go Russ, Monk, Stanley, LeBron, AD. That's I what would, I would do. I would too. And I would have a conversation about I because I, again I think Reeves is one of the best five guys, mm -hmm. but I don't think he's ready to play that many minutes against starters physically yeah. every mm -hmm. night. I just don't think his body is ready for that. I think Monk is the uh, Lakers' third best player. So, <laughs> um, but so so let's take Reeves out of it. Okay, uh, take Tht out of it because what Tht Tht hasn't been playing well, but what he does, they like what he is able to do. Yeah. Doesn't help with Russ and LeBron on the floor that much. Right. So I would, I would, I would remove him from the conversation also. I would listen to an argument for Melo instead of Stanley just for the purposes of space. Mm -hmm. um, so I would yeah, listen you to have that. the You have the defense out there with LeBron and AD. I would you listen, maybe I would get listen away to with that. Melo. Uh -huh. Yeah. I would, I would listen to that. But what I would do is uh, Russ, Monk, Stanley, LeBron, AD. What mm -hmm. I think is going to happen is Avery Bradley is going to continue to start. That is what yeah. I suspect will happen. You have left the picture. I don't, the, the podcast over. I don't know. That is what I, I suspect. Just, I just can't do it anymore. I can't. Yes, you it. can. You're going to watch. You're going to watch tomorrow night. Yes, yeah, you cause... can. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. I'm not telling you you're going to enjoy it. Although the Knicks are awful. I'm not telling you you're going to enjoy it. The Knicks are a mess. The Knicks are awful. Can you like handicap it so I think that maybe there's a chance that Monk continues to start? You want you want like percentages? Yeah. Like can we just like so I can like grasp I can hold on to like I would a say, comfort blankie. Uh let's go let's go seventy five twenty five. That's what I think is going to happen. Again, not what I not which what I yeah. would suggest. Yeah. That sucks. <laughs>
Have a great weekend, everybody. I need a drink. (laughs) 